Hey guys, and welcome to Tea Time with Ellie, Aya, Lakshmi, and Lumi. A podcast where we don't always drink tea, but we definitely spill it. Hi guys, today we are going to be reviewing a vanilla milkshake. Let me just go out and be honest. <laughs> I bought this milkshake from Starbucks. The rest of them attempted to concoct this thing in their kitchens. Work smart, not hard. <laughs> well, the real the real challenge here today was Lakshmi attempted to make a ice cream vanilla milkshake without vanilla ice cream. So Lakshmi, please <laughs> tell us about your journey. Also, please, that does not mean that I just blended milk. <laughs> I made a chocolate I made a chocolate milkshake because I could not have double dose so, of vanilla. So sh- to get this clear, to get this clear, you didn't you didn't make a vanilla milkshake. You okay. just made cho- chocolate milk. <laughs> what? Frothy it's okay. Lakshmi's milk. Lakshmi's on a different wave. She's just on a she's on a different wave from all of us. Okay. Yeah, guys. Okay. I'm like up here. I had to just innovate. Okay. So I remember when we we're trying to pick what drink to try, and when Aya like recommended we try it making milkshakes i didn't realize how simple it was to make a milkshake and now i feel like such an idiot for all the times right? i've spent an excessive amount of money at restaurants buying like <laughs> oreo milkshakes and also notice how aya was the one that recommended it where aya is the one that is lactose intolerant and it is a vanilla well, milkshake <laughs> the thing is if you deny it it's not there mm. please, That's it, that guys. is not advice no so one please, follow that please if you are lactose intolerant, do not let it define you. Eat the cheese. Drink the milk. Don't listen Please. to Aya. That is the third. I think that's the most important advice. Okay, shall we drink and ruin your stomach, Aya? Yes, let's go. Okay. It just tastes like melted vanilla ice cream. So with who, milk. Who, came out, who came out on the better side here? Because my chocolate milk tastes fantastic. I know what your chocolate milk tastes like, Lakshmi, so I know that you're... You're having a better experience than all of us right now. Yeah, if I'm being honest, I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> like every time, because because I feel like I ordered it out. Like this was just karma sitting on my head now. <laughs> because it just tastes like ice. <laughs> but why does it always feel so good when you go to like a diner or even Johnny Rockets and you order yes. a milkshake and you deep dip your fries in it and you're like, mmm. Fries in your milkshake? Yes. I, I like, beg your pardon. Never... Combination. Are you okay? Ellie. You've never heard about this? This is happens what? in like every movie. I, every Lifetime wait. movie has a, someone dipping fries and being like, you've never tried this before? <laughs> I think I remember Kofu doing this in, in a Burger King one time and she got me to try it and I didn't like it. Mm-mm. I thought that was just some weird thing that she did though. I it's didn't so think good. it was a common... It's so good. <laughs> okay, wait, guys. Review... We have to review it. How many points? I would personally give this a 3 out of 10 because this is supposed to taste like my childhood memories, but instead it tastes like flavored ice. And this is definitely not <laughs> worth shitting over. So a solid 3 out of 10. Thank you for that image, Aya. Because at 10 o'clock in the thank night, you, what I need to be welcome. thinking about is... Yes, thank you. Sweet dreams, literally. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I would give it a 4 out of 10. Okay. Just because um, I don't like it, but if I, was, if I was sat by... If I was sat by the British coastline 
on a semi-warm day, drinking this through a straw. I like the addition of the straw. We like so. minuscule details. See, mm-hmm. the thing is, even even with Ellie's imagery, I'm pretty sure the picture of my shit in the toilet was much more vivid. <laughs> Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Max me. Mine would be really high because, of course, we all know that my chocolate milk mm-hmm. is superior. Mm-hmm. So I rate my chocolate milk an 8 out of 10. Haha. Okay. Yeah. Maybe next time, Lakshmi, give us the recipe to your chocolate milk and we can all drink it. I second chocolate that. Chocolate plus milk. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, what's a life-changing recipe? Um, I would quite have to agree with Aya and Ellie. Like, this is rated pretty low on my scale. I'll give it a 3.5. I had ice cream today already. We had, like, family Sundays. So I feel like I'm just drinking a Sunday, and I, ugh, I just, I'm hating myself so much right now. So Ellie, why don't you tell us what, tell our listeners what we're talking about today? We're going to be discussing body positivity, but before we get into that, I just want to do a little disclaimer, forewarning. Um, we are going to be talking about body image and our journeys with um, body confidence. So if you think that you may not be in the right mental space to be listening to that and hearing those things and think that may be triggering to you, then maybe this isn't the best episode for you to listen to. Am I the only one who can feel the ice cream sitting at the bottom of my stomach? Yeah, I can. Hey. As soon as this finishes, I'm going to go sit can't on the relate. toilet. Try can't relate. Can't relate. Can't <laughs> relate. So before we get into talking about our own experiences with body positivity, which is going to be our main focus for today, we want to give a little backstory about body positivity as a movement and also body positivity like as the word be just being positive about your body i did a little research about previous movements before the modern day body positivity movement and stumbled across a victorian the victorian dress reform movement which is a campaign fueled largely by middle class feminists from the 1850s to 1890s They argued that women shouldn't be forced to mutilate their bodies with overly restrictive corsets or bury their legs under mountains of petticoats. This was actually so fascinating for me because Mm -hmm. I remember watching all these cartoons where the girls would like be pulling the strings to get the other girl into her corset. And I was like, I can't imagine how painful that is. And to do every day. And in my research, I further discovered that the modern day body positivity movement wasn't actually the start of the movement. Today's movement is based on a movement from the 1960s that championed the rights of one particularly marginalized group, fat people. Back then, it was known as the Fat Acceptance Movement, and it battled anti-fat discrimination and and celebrated plus-sized bodies. Later on in 1967, Lou Louderback published an essay in Saturday Evening Post called More People Should Be Fat. After this essay, fat acceptance quickly became an organized activist movement. The National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, NAAFA, was founded in 1969 in the U.S. by Bill Fabray. 
Body positivity doesn't simply aim for the acceptance of all size bodies or greater representation of all size bodies in ads, television, and roles. According to Fusion.tv, instead of blindly treating fatness as an indicator of poor health, fat activists argued for a health at every size model. Under this framework, it's not whether you're fat or what shape your body is that matters. Everyone is instead encouraged to engage in a healthy lifestyle and eating habits and vital signs like blood pressure and cholesterol are general and general wellness are treated as more important measures of health rather than weight or BMI. The original radical goals of fat activism pushed for an understanding of the diet and beauty industries and the oppression they subject mostly women to resulting in widespread low self-esteem and unrealistic expectations. And today with the help of the internet, fat activism began to shift from niche, like a niche movement, to mainstream platforms. And in the process, some of its priorities also began to shift. So modern day body positivity is very important as a tool of empowerment and self-acceptance. It helps people of all genders embrace their bodies for what they are and accept that the beauty and body standards put forward by diet industries are mostly entirely like fabricated and unrealistic. Today's body positivity activists recognize that size is just one of the many ways that our bodies are unfairly judged. So now we're fighting for not only fat acceptance, but also racial justice, trans and queer inclusivity and the rights of disabled folks. We would also like to acknowledge that not everyone is comfortable with the use of the word fat. And so if that was in any way offensive to you, we do apologize. (laughs) Yeah, so... We just wanted to give a bit of the history and how this movement has evolved over time. But as Ellie said, today we're mainly going to talk about our experiences and kind of touch on what we've been through individually throughout our experience with body image. I feel like the backstory we just gave was a very generic and I guess... um, not generic, but like a researched idea of what body positivity is today. But I think each individual's Mm -hmm. understanding of the word body positivity can be very different. So I think it's important that we just like go back or we just say quickly what our own understanding of body positivity is. I honestly think I'm still trying to define what body positivity means to me. Um, Mm. I think the journey of body positivity and self-acceptance in general isn't linear. You don't, at least for me, I don't see it as something where I'm going to reach a place and then be finished with Mm -hmm. it. It's going to continue throughout my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think throughout my life, the definition of what self-acceptance and self-love and body positivity, those definitions are going to change. For me, for me personally, I think it just means um, being comfortable and loving your body the way it is. But something Lumi kind of brought up before we started recording was the idea of can you still be positive while also wanting to change your body? Are we really, can we, can we love ourselves the way we are, but also want to look different at the same time? So before answering Aya's kind of that idea and question with me I feel like I'm a bit not different but my journey has been kind of interesting at least in my eyes just that in terms of like body positivity it's more just that idea of self-acceptance for me it's like how we touched on before it's just understanding that my body was given to me and there are some things that I won't 
necessarily be able to change and that's okay and for me my journey is kind of trying to understand that society's kind of view on what beautiful could be is not exact like it's very su- it's very mm-hmm. su- it's very subjective mm-hmm. and i think that just it should be f- based on what i think is beautiful and that's hopefully one day i will be able to say like that is me and how i look and how i am so that's like my mm-hmm. journey and my goals <laughs> I really like that you brought that up because there is definitely a theological connection to the body positivity mm-hmm. movement. I think depending on your faith, for example, I'm Christian, as I have mentioned before in a previous podcast, mm-hmm. in the Bible, it says that we are made in the image of God. And so I guess this oh, also yeah. connects mm-hmm. to my own personal like mm-hmm. journey of coming to accept and love my body. I never really struggled with the idea of oh I don't like the way I look I have had thoughts of I want to improve certain features but not be not for anyone else for me you know Mm. and so I think mostly because it that was something that was taught to me from a really young age like you are made in the image of Christ and so God is this like supreme being and if i'm made in his image obviously i am perfect in my own way and so i never really like struggled Mm -hmm. like a lot of people have with my own self-image that's really nice Mm -hmm. yeah i think like for me that is something i guess mine isn't like solely rooted in faith but mine is just something that it's something that i've not or try not to give too much importance to and that isn't like a conscious effort like i'm trying not to think about my body it's just because i feel like with everything going on in life and all of the things that I find to be important, my body is a mode of allowing me to do everyday tasks. Mm. And it's kind Mm. of like just a way, and I want to respect my body and I want to treat it well and care for it. Hashtag skincare. Of course, extra. (laughs) You know the (laughs) best. I've found myself in the past, even though I've struggled with self-confidence and stuff, that isn't solely based on body image it's kind of how I was saying before how other people perceive me and trying to make it for myself and not for other people Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I see it as Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so kind of going off what Lakshmi was saying as well I think it's important to recognize that we are all fully able-bodied people and um, we have the privilege to not have to be limited in the things that we can do because of our bodies. Like Lakshmi says, her body allows her to do the things that she loves and to create things and to perform tasks. And we're not limited by Mm. our bodies in the way that other people might be. Um, And that's a privilege for us to have. It's almost us worrying about the way our bodies look and not having to worry about the tasks our body can perform as much Mm -hmm. is a privilege. Mm -hmm. I think I definitely forget that a lot of Mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to bounce off a bit of what Ellie and Lakshmi were saying in terms of like what our bodies allow us to create and to do. Um, and there's this quote that I like for just because I feel like it represents that it's we get so worried about being pretty. Let's be pretty kind, pretty funny, pretty smart, pretty strong. Um, and so uh, I kind of like that quote, but I also wanted to bring up the idea of social media that mm-hmm. we are talking about like what our bodies allow us to do but at the same time just reflecting my instagram personally it feels like it's just a portfolio of mm-hmm. me in my best outfits as opposed to me doing yeah. things that i love or the type of person that i am 
And I feel like that is a bit of the problem with social media that you open up somebody's account or you're just scrolling through social media and it's just the focus is so much about how they look yeah, or what they're that. wearing as opposed to as opposed to what they're doing, yeah, yeah. what they like, what they're interested in. And so I feel like Ellie, you might want to touch mm-hmm. on that because Yeah, I really relate to that actually. Um it's I have a personal Instagram account and then an account dedicated to my photography and I feel so much more of a personal connection to my photography yes. account because that's 100%. that's what I've created. Mm-hmm. That's what I can do. That's showcasing my talents. Yeah, Whereas exactly. my personal Instagram is just like my face mm-hmm. at the beach. Um, mm-hmm. But an interesting yeah. quote that kind of relates to what I was saying, or it's not a quote, just somebody on a YouTube video commented this. So random stranger quote. Um, <laughs> uh, they said, follow more creators because... Um, so artists, photographers, dancers, singers, because then you're going to place so much more importance on what people can do and what people can create as opposed to what they look like. Mm-hmm. And after doing that and unfollowing a lot of the people that I followed solely because I thought they were attractive um, mm-hmm. and following following more people whose work I really loved and yeah. art I really loved to see on my feed it's reflected on me and I've started placing much more importance in the things I can do and building up my skills and improving on my talents as opposed to worrying about what I look like in the mirror. Mm -hmm. That, like, when you said photography account, I immediately, I was going to say the same thing (laughs) because I feel like, like, me personally, I don't think I've posted on my main Instagram page since, like, for more than... Actually, I don't think... I don't think I I don't have years. Yeah, I haven't posted yeah, I haven't posted me and myself and me alone since before um quarantine, I think. And it was kind of something that I haven't even like I only just noticed that actually. But I realized that when I was working on my photography account, I got so much joy just Mm -hmm. even like writing the captions and just editing the pictures and posting those because I feel like it that's something that's part of my growth I'm not gonna lie like I've I've been I don't know if you guys have done this but I've gone through like the rabbit hole of like looking at models and stuff like that and being like wow that's crazy but now I find myself like this is a real journey for me now I find myself going through rabbit holes of like people like artists like people who are painting and all these (laughs) like beautiful works that people are doing and I also that helps me feel proud of like how I'm like my work as well because like I've been posting things on my photography account that I love like the pictures that I love to take and every time I like go through it I'm like wow I remember this moment and it's so much more meaningful than like a Mm -hmm. picture that I've like posted of my face Mm -hmm. when I look pretty and like even you always look pretty honey not as confident oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no definitely I completely relate to that can i just say first of all that this ice cream is destroying my throat and everything inside my body but um maybe you're suffering from this from today's drink no so Mm. bad who's lactose who's lactose intolerant now Mm. that's really not what's going on here it's just not that's not how it works okay Everyone okay, watching, count so. how many times we say Aya, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> or Aya, that is not correct. <laughs> Note to future tea time girls, don't drink milkshakes. And especially in, at nighttime episodes. Yeah, guys, wow. <laughs> but I did actually want to make a point. So, 
the realization, like what we've been discussing about social media, I realized that I would say about seven-ish years ago, like really sat down and was thinking about it and the effect social media had in my life and what I wanted, like what purpose I wanted it to serve, which is why for a while I was just not, <laughs> I remember people used to make jokes about when Lumi posted on Instagram because I had like five pictures oh or God, something, yes. most of which I have now even <laughs> yeah. archived and I still have like four pictures. Um, But just at that time, I realized just how negative I felt being on social media I just at that time social media was just not the place for me and so I did take quite a long break and I I had that conversation with myself Mm -hmm. and was like what purpose is this trying to serve in my life what purpose do I want it to serve Mm -hmm. and then I came back and my Instagram feed right now is like memes news and hashtags that I want to follow you know it it's really about streamlining the media I'm consuming to fit to fit what I want for myself if that makes sense mm-hmm. Lumi I completely agree with that because I think even for me something that I have noticed myself doing is now I focus a lot on stories like I really put a lot of art into my stories and like everything and I, all the highlights mm-hmm. I love Instagram highlights by the way plug that um, <laughs> because now I've noticed that I have so many different highlights and I put so much effort into that and that helps me mm-hmm be educated and have conversations with people about what I post on my stories and stuff and I realized that also something else that was really big in the past for me was kind of getting external validation on my posts from comments that people were making like I always used to focus so much on that in the past but now even with since I haven't posted in six months (laughs) even with my um, photography account which I do post more often on I noticed that the comments like I don't put my pictures out there to get to have people say that oh this looks really good yeah i put it out there to tell a story and to like Mm -hmm. um hopefully one like hopefully inspire some some kid i don't know this is like very (laughs) ambitious but like (laughs) but just like incite something in someone else that they're like oh let me just pick up my camera and go do something Mm -hmm. now but yeah it's just something i really noticed and i'm really grateful for that like change i guess when you brought up stories i was like yes Anyone who's yeah. on my Instagram, like close friend stories, I promise you, you're being entertained it. because it is my avenue to just like talk about the media I'm consuming on Instagram, share that with the people who I know would like be able to relate or at least yes. be like, Lumi, you're being stupid right now, but we love it. Um, So yeah, I know. shout out to all my close friends. Lumi's 4am posts are the best. <laughs> Um, just a segue into uh, another kind of talking point. This also connects to the question that Aya originally brought up at the start. Wait, Aya, do you want to rephrase the question again? Say the question again. I've forgotten exactly what it said. <laughs> can, you be body, can you be body positive while also wanting to change how, how you look? Yeah, so this is um, kind of something I've been struggling with lately or in the last few months, trying to find a balance between fitness, because fitness is something I enjoy. I enjoy staying fit, pushing my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I like to do to keep healthy. Um, but what's the relationship between fitness and body positivity? Wow. Um, because different people have different fitness goals. For me, um, I have, like, I want to build muscle, and I want to keep getting stronger and stay fit. Um but sometimes that might, like, I'll be on YouTube looking at fitness videos and there'll be a, um, 
burn 1,000 calories mm-hmm. in 30 Jesus. minutes, hit workout, whatever. And or then, the how to get rid of your muffin top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or um, shrink your waist ab workout. And it's a good ab workout, but just the the way that it's... Um, the way that YouTube workouts and fitness is marketed to consumers mm-hmm. is yeah, 100%. like because you want to change your body yeah. and you want to yeah. you want to lose fat and you want to mm-hmm. shrink this part of your body. Which I mean, for some people that is the case, and which is fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. is that considered body positivity if you have fitness goals that are changing your body? Um, because sometimes it can be healthy. And sometimes it might not be. Yeah. So for me, my fitness goals, like right now, I'm mostly doing a lot of stretching because I'm trying to become more flexible uh, for personal reasons. (laughs) Yoga. (laughs) Yoga is wonderful. Um, But I'm also trying to tone the muscle I do currently have because my physique is just naturally muscular. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I think about my rela- the relationship for me between body positivity and wanting to change or mold my body to to like to fit more of what I want, I don't think that that doesn't mean I don't appreciate and love the body I have. I just think that it it means I want to like I want to be fit if that makes sense. It's kind of yeah. it kind of connects back to when we we're talking about the history of the initial movement and how it was saying that it was like why do we look at our bodies as having to fit into one specific mode as long as people are being healthy and you're happy then you are body positive you know mm-hmm. like your body doesn't have to look a certain way for you to mm-hmm. be body positive if that makes sense and so yeah. i would say that mm-hmm. my answer is yes i can be body positive and want to tone my muscles or build my bum mm-hmm. or tone my calves or whatever the hell I want to do with my body mm-hmm. yeah I was actually watching this thing on YouTube about body just like to try and because I was trying to get into that healthy mental state um and the woman kind of said it's like like what is your goal what do you want to change about yourself like let's say I want to mm-hmm. have a slimmer waist and then so when I have a slimmer waist I can be able to wear crop tops and what she said is just like subtract that first part of like I want to have a slimmer waist and just go directly to the action of wear crop tops. Like oh, why does that. it have to be why do they why do they kind of have to relate to each other like accomplish your goal without setting that barrier for yourself. Like you don't whatever fill in that blank and then remove it. <laughs> it's not necessary. It's just like why is that standing in the way of you doing something for yourself. The, I feel like a lot of this is subjective, especially, mm-hmm. like, of course, like, a lot of things with body positivity. But I feel like what Ellie was saying about as long as it's healthy, I think that's, like, the main, like, the huge yeah. part, at least for me, because, like, I don't think, I, I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. if you want to get a slimmer waist for whatever reason, like, it could be a healthy, it could be a healthy outlet for you mm-hmm. to exercise. But if that turns into mm-hmm. constantly comparing yourself mm-hmm. and looking in the mirror and hating how yeah. you look I think that's when it becomes to an yeah. unhealthy stage because mm-hmm. I've been through that but over the time over time like I think that is something that I think it's something that you need to have a conversation with yourself about because it's kind of like now I have fitness goals to be stronger and stuff but I've also accepted kind of how my body looks and that doesn't mean that some things can't be changed mm-hmm. obviously you can build muscle and like all of that stuff mm-hmm. but I realized that I want to have a stronger core 
that is like okay yeah i want to have abs but mm-hmm. like i can have a stronger yeah. core and then maybe that'll happen yeah but and like the other thing is like i want to have stronger legs because i have really weak knees as everyone knows <laughs> <laughs> you know i was actually yeah. talking to that- someone about your weak knees today but not with your name just like i have a friend <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you about okay, it later <laughs> but exactly it's kind of like yeah no exactly it's kind of like it's not that i want my legs to look better maybe that'll be one of the outcomes but i want to be able Mm -hmm. to be stronger and i think that like that motivates me more than like let me look in the mirror and be like oh i don't like how i look but yeah i was just quickly gonna say i feel the underlying connection between aya's point and lakshmi's point is that like you should be considering the why why you are doing this why you want this like that's what's really important i guess that's what define like that's what determines whether or not you are doing it for the right reasons yeah Yeah. so ellie Yeah. yeah and i also think uh lakshmi was kind of hinting at this um the idea of separating your yeah fitness goals from the way that your body looks so mm. you can have fitness goals like mm. i want to build muscle i want to tone my mm. muscle i want to grow my glutes i want to get a stronger core and those mm. can have impacts on the way that your body looks if you if you're working to tone your muscle then you're gonna look more toned that's gonna change yeah. <laughs> the way that your body looks but you're not doing it with the intent to change like you're not yeah. you're not you're not building your muscle because you want to look a certain way or because you you don't look you don't like how you look no. now you you're doing mm-hmm. it because you want to get stronger and you want to stay fit mm-hmm. um and if it has impacts on your body then cool but that's not that's not the purpose behind that fitness um and i think everybody's mm-hmm. different um everyone is yeah yeah like some people what we're saying this might completely not apply and i do know people that um like they do do fitness and get into fitness to lose weight and to look a certain way but then they're doing it by doing that Mm -hmm. it brings them happiness and it makes them feel proud of themselves yeah and that's okay too but this is kind Mm -hmm. of what we're talking about is so Mm -hmm. i think it's just super important to restate what we're talking about is what we are working for us and is for our journey yeah no 100 percent. because i feel like especially with this it's it's that idea of like happy and healthy Mm -hmm. because obviously you can be happy all the time like we have all at least from as far as i know within us we've all been through like body insecurity Mm -hmm. in some way like for me just to touch on myself Mm -hmm. it's kind of like i'm an extremely tall person too or i mean (laughs) i'm not like a giant but i'm very tall (laughs) um hence my hence my horrible knees when i was younger (laughs) it was kind of that that idea of like being really skinny and like having really thin arms and all of that stuff it made me feel really bad about myself but but then at the same time so I did have those fitness goals before it was kind of like to gain muscle in order to look a certain way but I realized for me that wasn't making me feel happy and that was making me it was an unhealthy goal for me to set for myself and that's why I changed my goals so that I can like because a yes because a lot of it I realized for me is my mental health in that situation so that's something that I decided to focus on and help me but yeah yeah, that's just my journey with it yeah I know we barely even scratched the surface with this with this discussion (laughs) there's so much to talk about under body positivity like whether it's individual 
well i think it's an individual choice but there are yeah. definitely parts that society mm-hmm. play in it we talked briefly about media but there's so much to dive into so we're gonna leave that for later episodes because we don't want to talk your air off right now yeah and so just to kind of wrap that up i'm gonna leave you guys with this question because a lot of times we end up looking in the mirror and looking at all the things we want to change about ourselves. Uh, but I think a lot of times it's important to ask yourself, what is your favorite feature about yourself? And I think that a lot of I times when that. we are looking in the mirror and having those thoughts, remind yourself that you are you are so much more than a reflection. Like there is so much more to you. Like you are who you are beyond what your body. Yes. Yeah. In life, when people are thinking about you and when people are remembering you, the main thing that sticks with them isn't the way that you look or the way this certain part of your body looks. It's who you are as a person, the amazing qualities you have, the skills you have, and the impact you made on them. So focus on that and pride yourself on that. The better you work are. on that. Yeah. <laughs> but remember this is just our advice to you with love from the tea time girls okay so we do want to keep with the ending each episode with a little mental health chicken um but this episode is getting a bit long so we're going to do a quick speed round and basically everyone's just going to speak for about 30 seconds so who wants to go first um i'm good i don't start school for a while still i'm literally just sitting at home still Somebody send me some work, please. That's the end of my rant. Time to relax before medical. Fair. But she's been relaxing for eight months now. Lich, oh my god. <laughs> That's the on to Aya. Hey, ooh. Aya's fine. Uh, school, has been, school has been a pain in my backside, but, uh, um, um. Time's up. We're moving on. Okay, thank you. That's it. Moving That's on. what I have to say. Lakshmi. Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm trying to find my motivation. And I feel like I'm just, I feel like, oh, you know, the, this is the perfect way of describing it. You know, the duck on water thing where it's like the duck is floating, but their feet is like going like this, like really, really fast. That's how I feel. <laughs> I don't think I explained it well. I'm, I'm also doing good. Um, school was kicking my backside last week, but I feel like I've kind of fallen into a, routine, a nice routine, routine. now. Um, I'll probably kick get my backside kicked again later on this week, <laughs> but as of today, I'm doing good and there, feeling there good. Oh, everything. shoot. Guys, I actually have so much stress. Like, first of all, my flight, I'll tell you all about it later, but also like i'm still waiting on my visa i feel like we have to have a visa like a whole international people visa thing okay bye we love you thank you thank you see you when we (laughs) 